so sometimes you know pixar and disney try to milk things a little bit too much this is only one sequel so we'll see if they decide to do a whole spinoff or a series with it but you know given how good the first one is i'm excited to see the sequel. yeah i really hope that they kind of keep this at maybe two max three like i'll i'll allow three i <laughs> don't want three but I'll gary allow will it. only allow three literally Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Skylar. And I'm Gary. And welcome to another episode of the Nerds Inc. podcast. Today, we are discussing our top five most anticipated movies coming out this year in 2024. Gary, my friend, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, This is honestly one of the most excited uh, uh, topics I've been uh, when it comes to the uh, podcast. Because uh, I feel like this year is going to be a really good year for your movies. How are you? Yes. Doing great. Uh, it is going to be a great year for movies, TV, as we kind of discussed in last week's episode. Uh, not the best year for video games, but you know what? We will get there when we get there, when we talk about it. Uh, but yeah, I think you and I, when we were kind of looking through the upcoming movies this year, we kind of noticed a bit of a trend, right? <laughs> so... We noticed that there's a lot of sequels coming out this year. In fact, you know, you guys are going to notice that our lists are filled with sequels. So nothing but <laughs> um, nothing but right. So spoilers. Um, right. So I guess you could say that you know, then this happens every few years, right? Whenever these mm-hmm. IPs start kind of gearing up or these long-awaited sequels come out, uh, we have the year of the sequel, and I think that's what this year is. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like it's like one of those once every few decades type of things that comes around where uh, you, you get just a bunch of really good sequels that potentially at least good sequels that will come out that that really uh, grabs everyone's attention. And this year is one of those years where I feel like the topic that we talked about last year about, you know, why sequels usually fail this year is I, don't, I feel like it's not going to fail. Hopefully, right. And I'm certainly hoping that they actually release this year because, you know, <laughs> if you've been listening for any type of uh, length of time and we've discussed our most anticipated for last year in 2023, um, and this happens, you know, right, you make your bold predictions and then sometimes, you know, games, shows and movies, they all get pushed back, right? It just really depends. So tentatively, this is our list uh, when we do kind of a recap at the end of the year. We'll see how different it looks, and hopefully they all do release because these are movies that I know, Gary, you and I have been looking forward to. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm really excited for this year, Um, especially on the heels of the writer's strike ending this year. Hopefully it should go down in infamy when it comes to entertainment in general. And I'm really glad that you brought up the writer's strike as well as the actor's strike because... I, for one, was really nervous that a lot of movies were going to get pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these movies that are releasing this year, you know, had to like halt mid-production because of the actors and writers strike. Um, so like I know a lot of shows got pushed back uh, from 2024, but it appears at least so far that I think outside of, um, I believe it's going to be called Into, no, it's not Into the Spider-Verse, oh, Beyond the Beyond Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For Beyond the Spider-Verse, that did get pushed back, unfortunately, um, out of this year. It was scheduled to release at the end of 2024. So that is kind of like the one sad example that I can at least think of off the top of my head. Um, But it does seem like, by and large, a lot of these movies were able to just kind of pick right back up. And, 
and keep plugging away. So a lot of them are still filming some of mm-hmm. these movies that we're going to mention. So, or at least they're getting close to post-production. So we'll see, you know, especially the ones on my list anyway, that are kind of releasing towards the middle to end of the year. We'll see if they get pushed back. I hope not. Right. Um, all right. So let's jump right in, starting with your number five, Gary, out of our top five. We'll go ahead and go kind of that descending order there. What is your number five most anticipated movie? So in regards to the excitement level, uh, coming in at number five for me, uh, people might find this to be kind of surprising because I have gone on record on the podcast by saying I am not a big fan of this director. Um, But Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Um, part one, I found to be very entertaining. I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, I actually rated it on IMDb uh, an eight out of 10, uh, just because I really wow. enjoyed it. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that it got a, a better rating on IMDb than it did. But um, part two comes out uh, this year. Um, I want to say it comes out in February. I was trying to look it up just to be sure. Um, but yeah, um, it's going to you know literally be the follow-up. And it's, from what I saw in the trailers, it looks like it's going to be action-packed um, and very fun. Um, I just got to say, like, this this made me happy that Zack Snyder didn't do uh, Star Wars, just because this gives him a, a lot more free reign and a lot more creative, uh, creative freedom uh, to really do what Zack Snyder does best. You know, people said, were complaining about the slow-mo in the first one. I think it kind of worked for what they were trying to do. Um, And I actually enjoyed the story. I felt like the story was really good. So that has me more excited. Um, Plus the cast I felt was absolutely phenomenal in what they did. So yeah, Rebel Moon Moon Part 2, The Scar Giver. I mean, how can you not be excited for that title? The Scar Giver? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So sign me up for that every day of the week when it comes out. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to love it. No, I was kind of blown away a little bit when I saw this was one of your choices because I know you've had a very kind of contentious view of Zack Snyder over the years Gary but I honestly think I really do think that he's starting to come around a little bit for you I think you're you're starting to enjoy his work at least a little bit you're having appreciation right for the director's cut of Batman v Superman you appreciated Ben Affleck's casting I know you loved Man of Steel and yeah so I think I, I don't think you hate Zack Snyder as much as you say no, no, I can't say I hate Zack Snyder because I I actually like a lot of his work. I like 300. I like how Man of Steel is still my favorite Superman movie of all time. Um, and Ben Affleck was absolutely the best casting for Batman. I said that before it came out. At first, I was like, I don't know. But then I watched Daredevil and I watched more Ben Affleck stuff. I was like, okay, yeah, this is perfect. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm becoming more content with Zack Snyder's content. I still find a lot of his content to be a little eh, because like I didn't enjoy the uh the day, the zombie movie he did on Netflix. That one was not that great to me. Um I did enjoy his uh Justice League, but I just felt like it didn't really make much difference outside of a few tweaks that I think he did better than what the original uh Justice League that came out. But outside of that story wise I was not a fan of that Justice League. But yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm becoming less of a Zack Snyder hater and more of a, I can, I can tolerate uh, Snyder. That is the hashtag this week. It is hashtag Gary <laughs> likes Zack Snyder now. Uh, <laughs> Been a long time that. coming. Been a long time coming. Right. No, a uh, good choice. Um, yeah. For those uh, that uh, aren't aware. Uh, yes. Uh, the uh, rebel moon 
film, which was uh, Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, that did release on Netflix uh, right before uh, the holiday season, I believe, yeah. or at least right, right around Christmas time. Uh, so it is on Netflix to check out. Uh, looks like they filmed uh, Part 1 and Part 2 back-to-back, so you can check out Part 1. And then Part 2, as Gary said, is releasing shortly. Um, yeah, I saw the movie. I told you I texted you right after I saw it. It looked enjoyable. Um, uh, you know, it's typical Zack Snyder slow-mo, lots of high saturation scenes, lots of dark grittiness to it. Um, I've always appreciated Zack Snyder as, as a visual storyteller. You know that. Um, he doesn't always have the best scripts. And this was a script that he also kind of adapted. This was his script that he was going to make into or pitch to be his own Star Wars movie that Lucasfilm was like, nah. And so he just took it and made his own universe. And now mm-hmm. we kind of have his version of Star Wars. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see where he goes with it because his partnership with Netflix appears to be really strong. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, for all we know, we could get like a whole saga out of this, which could be really interesting. Honestly, I hope so, because I really want to know more about this. Agreed. So coming in at my number five out of my top five most anticipated movies of 2024. And this one might surprise you, Gary, uh, because I don't really talk about this director all that often. And I mean, because to me, he is obviously well known. We know that he did the legendary Batman 1989 with uh, Michael Keaton and then Batman Returns. Uh, And so this is the movie Beetlejuice 2. Uh, which, of course, is the sequel out of the uh, original film with Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder. Uh, The release date for this is currently scheduled for September 6th of 2024. Um, And I'm just kind of excited to see Tim Burton dive back into this world. I wasn't like the biggest Beetlejuice fan, honestly. I remember Mm -hmm. kind of seeing it as a kid and was like kind of like put off by it because I don't know, like Tim Burton's style of filming and like how everything has like a Gothic story to it. Like if you ever saw Edward, it is. And if you ever saw like Edward Scissorhands and, Mm -hmm. and those kind of films, I mean, even Batman and then Batman returns just has like an edge to it that you're just not expecting. Um, but then, you know, we recently saw him do the Wednesday series on Netflix with Jenna Ortega and that was such a great show. So I do, I do regard Tim Burton as probably one of the best like gothic horror type, um, directors of our time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wouldn't even say necessarily horror. He just does creepy and dark really, really well. He does. (laughs) He really does. Um, but this sequel, it's got a great cast. He actually is bring, bringing Jenna Ortega on um, into this film. So we're going to, of course, get um, uh, Michael Keaton returning as the titular character of Beetlejuice. Uh, we have Willem Dafoe joining uh, the cast in an unknown role. Uh, they're bringing Catherine O'Hara in uh, again, which is awesome. Winona Ryder, of course, is rep- reprising her role. And it looks like Jenna Ortega is playing her daughter. So yep. that could be a really interesting dynamic. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to see this film just because it's classic Tim Burton. Um, even if you're not like a huge fan of Beetlejuice, like this cast is amazing. Um, and I honestly want to see anything with Jenna Ortega in it. So when I saw this was on the list for 2024, I'm like, oh yeah, like I have a feeling like this is going to be like, and I'm making a bold take here and it might be a hot take. Okay, But I'm thinking this is going to be, at least as far as the genre is, I think this is going to be kind of on that same level of how people felt about uh, Top Gun Maverick when it came out. And not not necessarily in the box office scope, but as far as like, wow, this is like refreshing. An entire new generation of people are going to see this movie and they're going to be like, Beetlejuice, what is that? And they're going to go back and watch the original. So I think it's going to bring forth like a whole new generation of lovers of this film and of Tim Burton's work. 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that. It almost made my list, um, mostly just because I forgot about this movie coming out. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was a 2025 release. But um, honestly, growing up, this was a this was a favorite movie of mine and my sister. Um, funny enough, uh, the, the the moment when they sing uh, at the dinner table and everything is going crazy, <laughs> that is my uh, sister Kayla's favorite part of the movie. She used to always repeat that whenever she really? was younger. Uh, we've wow. watched that movie so many times growing up. My mom is a huge Michael Keaton fan, so we love that movie. I absolutely love Beetlejuice. I've seen it so many times, so I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, it did, like, even though now, you know, I know that it is coming out, it still is on the outside of my top five just because of the others that are on this uh, list, but I'm definitely excited for this. Yeah. And and like I said, I mean, it's always hard kind of developing these lists because you got to leave yeah. some movies out that you'd probably have in your top 10. And I mean, that's how top fives work, right? It's it's always right. a challenge. And that's why we do it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this movie is coming out 36 years after the original that's came crazy. out in 1988. So it is crazy. Uh, but once again, just like how, you know, Top Gun had that huge gap in between the first one in the right. 80s, and then Top Gun Maverick, and we saw how successful that was. So there's something about a, a large time, you know, gap in between sequels that can sometimes, you know, obviously bring back fans of the original, but then spark an entire new creative interest in it. And that's usually where spinoffs happen. So yep. um, with all these movies that we're mentioning today that are sequels, it'll be interesting to see with some of these larger time gaps in between mm-hmm. if we're going to see spinoffs or if it's going to reignite the franchise. Yeah. And with Beetlejuice, is going to be interesting to see, um, specifically like how big that blows up because like you mentioned with Wednesday it kind of revived Tim Burton's career in a sense because he hadn't really done a lot of really big like mind-blowing things uh, over the last five or seven years but um, I think that this and Wednesday is really going to put people back on wanting to see more Tim Burton. Agreed. So Gary what is your number four in your top five list? So coming in at number four for me on my top five most anticipated movies of 2024. This is probably going to surprise a few people, but make our good friend Chris, uh, who runs the Circle of Nerds, pretty happy. Uh, but this is going to be Godzilla X Kong or Godzilla Kong, The New Empire. Uh, this is set to come out in uh, March of 2024, uh, March 29th specifically from what I'm seeing. Uh, and it's supposed to be like a follow-up to the uh, Godzilla versus uh, Kong uh, film. And I'm excited for it. I've never been a big kaiju slash Godzilla fan. But over the last, I want to say like two to four years, um, I've been re-watching a lot of them. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, who I used to work with at the movie theaters uh, he he's a huge fan of Godzilla, and he kind of got me interested in watching them. And I've been kind of slowly watching a few here and there. And I actually went and saw Godzilla minus one on New Year's Eve. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm starting to become a little bit more of a Godzilla fan, you know. So this is one, uh, especially after seeing Godzilla minus one, it has me a lot more excited uh, than I was before. And uh, I'm ready to see, you know, whatever new creation that Godzilla and Kong are going to have to fight together. 
I was surprised, honestly, that, that this is on your list. Um, I'm not personally the biggest like monster fan, or at least, you know, of when it comes to like Godzilla and like King yeah. Kong, I'll watch the movies. They're really great popcorn blockbusters for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I was surprised. I still haven't seen Godzilla minus one um, or just kind of like any of the other. I think another one came out last year too, or something like that. So, you know, there's been a few different ones. I really liked when they brought in like Aaron Taylor Johnson to do uh, that was really good. The, the, the first kind of like big re remake of Godzilla. Um, yeah. And I believe that also had, uh, oh, who plays Scarlett Witch? Elizabeth Olsen. There we go. I yeah. knew you would know. I know you're a big, <laughs> you're a big Elizabeth Olsen fan. So I am. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. And I obviously it had Brian Cranston in it too. So yeah, I like yeah. it when they have more of like the human element to it, but when it's just like straight monsters fighting, I'm like, dude, I grew up watching Power Rangers. I get it. You know, <laughs> like there's always monsters. So, um, no, I mean, that's cool. I'll definitely check it out. Um, and I definitely want to see Godzilla minus one ever since you talked about it. Yeah. Um, if you really enjoy the human element of these type of movies, Godzilla minus one would be one that you absolutely enjoy. Um, it, it does have subtitles. So definitely, you know, be uh, on the lookout for that. But honestly, um, Godzilla minus one, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was definitely confusing. Like I mentioned in the last episode, you know, not realizing that it wasn't similar to this one, but I think you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Very cool. All right, so coming in at number four for me, spoilers, we have another sequel. (laughs) (laughs) And this is A Quiet Place, day one, set to release currently for the summer, for June 28th, 2024. Uh, I'm really excited for this movie only because, like, well, not only because, but, you know, we obviously know that Jonathan Krasinski started this uh, franchise. He did, he wrote and directed uh, or at least took part in writing and directed uh, the the first one. And then he also did the sequel and then washed his hands and said, I'm out. And so we don't have Jonathan Krasinski attached to this one. But while this is a technically a prequel, I guess you could say, even though it's the third movie in the franchise, it acts as a prequel, which what the, the part that I'm really excited for is that it's starring a uh, Jaiman Hansu, uh, which those that might not necessarily recognize the name, as I just said, but Jaiman Hansu, uh, you'll know him from Blood Diamond. Uh, he's been in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he has been in so many movies, uh, The Island with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. Um, he's done a ton of movies and he is truly one of the great actors. I mean, he's in uh, Rebel Moon, yeah. right? So uh, Jaiman Hansu is definitely one of my favorite actors in Hollywood easily. He's so underrated. He usually plays a supporting character or kind of like a minor character in everything that he's in. But I truly love his work. Uh, big fan, big fan. Um, and I know he was also nominated for an Oscar in for Blood Diamond that he did with Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio back in 2006. So his work is great. And if you know, uh, after seeing Quiet Place Part 2, which if you haven't, you know, spoilers, but uh, his character does run um, kind of like an oasis, right? So like the world has ended because of these aliens that can, you know, hear things, but they can't see. So everyone's got to be quiet. And uh, they end up finding this oasis of a village or uh, kind of like a small community of people that have taken refuge on an island kind of off the coast of Massachusetts. Uh, I believe it's Massachusetts. And he runs the village, right? So he's Mm. kind of like the mayor. Uh, So... I really am excited to see where they go with this. It's been very, very hush-hush. It has a new director, obviously, all of that. But it's got a cast of Jaiman Hansu, Alex Wolf, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Joseph Quinn. So, Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, Dennis O'Hare and Kane Aiden. Uh, these are some of the top billed actors uh, listed here. But I mean, Jaiman Hansu and Lupita Nyong'o, sign me up. It's going to be amazing. Right. Uh, I'm very excited for it just because it's going to obviously, in the name itself, tell the story probably of how either they find the island and create the community or how the community already exists and they're just watching the world fall apart around them. Uh, regardless, it's going to be amazing. Uh, so I love this franchise. I think it, it takes a really unique horror element to the whole, you know, you got to be quiet. You can't let the monster know where you are. Um, it was obviously a brilliant film with Jonathan Krasinski. And then in the sequel, you have uh, Killian Murphy and then uh, Emily Blunt, who is also Jonathan Krasinski's wife. You know, she starred in the first two. So, it always had such a great cast, great story, and they have done a remarkable job at keeping pace with it because they're always, you know, about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minute films, but yet they're brilliant and they have you gripping at the edge of your seat. Um, so, yeah, with how well this this franchise has, has run, um, yes, you have a new director, but I still don't expect to miss a beat. So I'm really excited for it. Yeah, um, I've only seen the first A Quiet Place. Um, I this was one of the first like horror slash thriller movies I ever really watched. And I absolutely loved it. John Krasinski absolutely stole the scene every time he was on screen. And to me, honestly, that this franchise is kind of what made me want him to be not only Mr. Fantastic, but I want him to write and potentially direct a MCU film. So I'm definitely excited for this. I got to go and watch uh, quiet place part two. Uh, I know so that's that probably on your list, but you got to move it up. You got to move. Oh yeah, it. it's so. I'm gonna good. watch it before this one comes out because sure. it's one of those rare sequels where like it seems to be better than the first one, which is like when you come out that's with a rare. with a new IP, right? That's fresh and new. Very rarely, if they turn into a franchise, is the sequel better. Mm -hmm. This is an example. The sequel is so up. good, and Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy's so good. Yeah, that sold me right there. I forgot he was in that. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes day one is going to be great looking forward to it all Definitely right same. gary so what is coming in at your number three most anticipated movies of 2024 all right so coming in at number three uh i've talked about this plenty of times on the pod as being one of my favorite franchises that's not marvel or dc uh, i got into this late uh with the planet of the apes uh, but kingdom of the planet of the apes is definitely number three for me i was so excited uh, me and my girlfriend, uh, Nessa, re recently rewatched the original trilogy. Um, and man, like just from beginning to end, each one just absolutely just pulls at my heart each time I watch it. Uh, I love the action. I love the progression and the buildup. So I'm really excited for this. Uh, this is set to come out in May of 2024. So as many of you can see, like most of the movies that I'm excited for are going to come out sometime between March and June of this year. Uh, hey summer blockbusters but, yeah yeah but I'm, I'm definitely excited um because this is kind of going to be like not necessarily a reboot but kind of like a, a progression or kind of like a uh a soft reset of the franchise because it's going to follow another eight that uh, came after season so that's has me super excited good choice um yeah, I don't I don't have anything to say about it other than I mean it looks like it's going to be good, so I mean come on. Yeah. <laughs> well what more can be said? <laughs> right. Um 
coming in at my number three out of my top five most anticipated movies of 2024. I have Gladiator 2. Uh, this is the sequel to the original film uh, with Russell Crowe, directed by Ridley Scott. Also had Jaiman Hansu in that movie. So I mean, he, like I said, he's been in so many great movies. Um, but yeah, Gladiator 2, which has been long rumored for many, many years. Ridley Scott's been developing it. Uh, it is currently scheduled to release uh, November 22nd of 2024. Um, you know, and that's where it gets kind of iffy because those late release windows, as we saw uh, last year with Dune uh, Part 2, that when it gets to November and December, it can be a little bit easier uh, to push it back into the, the next year. So we will see. I hope that it keeps that release date. Uh, it's currently still in production in Morocco, which is really awesome that they're filming there. Uh, but it's got a great cast. Um kind of a little bit about the plot once again kind of hush hush uh, but all we know is that it's following lucius the son of maximus and uh and his uh love that he had with lucilla after maximus's death so we assume that it's probably going to take place anywhere between 10 to maybe 20 years after the death of maximus in the first uh, film um where we see maximus the great gladiator former roman general take down the the new emperor of rome uh which was really cool and just such an epic epic movie uh it's definitely i believe still in in pop culture and in people's minds with just how memorable that film is but what's really cool about this is just the cast that they're bringing on i mean this is a who's who cast they're bringing in denzel washington uh, Connie Nielsen is returning as Lucilla. We have Pedro Pascal in this film. And then the for the role of Lucius, the son of Maximus, it's being, being played by Paul Mascal, which, uh, fun fact, Paul Mascal was nominated for uh, Best Actor at the Oscars last year, Gary. Oh, so yes, yes. We know that this guy has obviously got the acting chops for it, so that'll be exciting. Right. Um, and it also has Joseph Quinn in this. So Joseph Quinn is just like doing everything right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which we do love Joseph Quinn uh, from the last season of Stranger Things, so I'll take it. Um, but yes, yeah, yes. this cast is going to be so good. It's Ridley Scott. You can't go wrong with a Ridley Scott film. Right. Uh, it's a sequel to an epic epic movie from 2000 so once again one of those really long gaps in between sequels but the fact that it's got denzel and pedro in it and paul and joseph like this is like i'm gonna see it for the cast alone but i'm gonna stay for the director and the story yeah yeah i I fully expect this to do pretty good numbers at the box office just you know like you said denzel and pedro alone are going to bring in a minimum of 700 million uh what within the first two weeks? So I, I I fully expect this to probably clear a billion pretty pretty quickly. Um, fun fact: I never watched the first one, so um, yeah, uh, this is it's, it's definitely been on my list though. So I'm gonna move that one up and uh, try to like I said in the last episode. This is gonna be the year I clear my list out a lot, <laughs> sir. I am so disappointed in you right now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like I, know. I mean, like I know that you you've you've admitted here, even on the pod, that uh, that you kind of just started coming around to watching a lot of movies, really within like the last eight or nine years. So I get it. But Gladiator, when I say it is one of the most epic movies, it is a classic movie for someone that obviously enjoys screenwriting, such as yourself, Gary, and you enjoy pacing and a great story. Um, I believe this was nominated for several Oscars, including best mm-hmm. best uh, director and best. Uh, uh, just best picture um it was yeah. just a beautiful film it also has uh joaquin phoenix and russell crowe in it so need you I sold say, me a joaquin phoenix yeah 
yeah. <laughs> before before we really see him go full method acting but he is right. great in this movie and it it is a, a classical tale of like rome and and kind of rome falling uh from the republic into more of the empire even though they already had an emperor you're following the great marcus aurelius with his son which mm-hmm. historical fact proves that you know usually if you're the son of a great emperor you're not going to be so great yeah that's unfortunate so you would enjoy it for sure well definitely plan on watching it Probably soon. Definitely so. <laughs> good, good. All right. Coming in at your number two. Coming in at number two, we have by far one of my favorite Disney Pixar movies of all time. But one of the very few movies to ever make me cry in theaters. Inside Out Part 2 or Inside Out 2. Uh, they're bringing back the original cast. Uh, so it's just, this is just going to be an absolutely phenomenal movie. I'm really excited. Uh, they're dealing with um, uh, Riley's new emotions of anxiety uh, showing up. Um, and it's just going to be very interesting to see how they handle, you know, going from what they did in uh, the first movie where it was mostly dealing about, you know, having to deal with change and dealing with new emotions with that and how to process grief, which is very heavy in that in that film. And then this one is, you know, we're having to deal with, growing up into adolescence, you know, and that whole process and having to do with anxiety. I suspect that we may even have to do with depression a little bit, you know, so um, I'm really excited. This is slated for uh, June 14th. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be there day one. So as soon as uh, it hits theaters, I'm going to be in uh, in the seat watching it because I'm excited for this one. No, great choice. Um, it was really difficult for me not to put that in my top five. Definitely in my top ten for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I think uh, we we did our top five Pixar movies, um, mm-hmm. and Inside Out was in both of ours. So we both <laughs> love Inside Out. It has a great story to it. It has such an emotional uh, pack to it. I am really excited to see what they do with the sequel because we are going to have Riley as a teenager, and that's going to spur all those new emotions, right? So it's going to be great. <laughs> I I'm looking forward to seeing kind of like what new emotions pop up. Uh, for the story because i know like anxiety and all of that's coming out which is going to be cool but then right. i'm like just beyond the characters of emotions um i'm excited to see like the emotional depth that they bring to the film yeah. because i felt like the first had such a, a punch to it um where this one i think is going to be great new cast new characters uh bringing back amy polar of course so yeah and i think that there's going to be obviously the first had some great comedic moments to it but this one especially because obviously it's a teenage girl like like that alone, when you think about it, like you're going to be like, yeah, there's yep. going to be some funny moments to it, you know, right. regardless of what she's going through. So, yeah, it's super exciting. I'm I'm really it's like they didn't even have to show me a trailer for this one. It was just like Inside Out 2 coming out. I was like, OK, you get my money. <laughs> right. And I mean, sequels with Pixar kind of make me nervous because, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of all like the Toy Story sequels that came out. Uh, some of them were good. Some of them better than others. Some of them were unnecessary. But I really Toy feel Story like. Fun. Yeah, Toy Story 5, right? Unnecessary. Good movie, but unnecessary. Um, So sometimes, you know, Pixar and Disney try to milk things a little bit too much. This is only one sequel, so we'll see if they decide to do a whole spinoff or a series with it. But, you know, given how good the first one is, I'm excited to see the sequel. Yeah, I really hope that they kind of keep this at maybe two, max three. Like, I'll I'll allow three. I (laughs) don't want three, but I'll allow Gary will only allow three. Literally. There will be no more, <laughs> no less. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
All right, good choice. So coming in at my number two in my top five most anticipated movies, I have, of course, how could I not mention it? Deadpool 3. Uh, needless to say, I mean, Deadpool's one and two. If you haven't seen them, my gosh, go watch yeah, them. you're missing out. You're missing out. They're on Disney+. Plus. Definitely check them out. Uh, now that uh, Deadpool, uh, his rights have gone back to the MCU and Disney, we are going to see kind of that merge begin to happen. Uh, this movie is currently slated to come out July 26th of 2024 uh so this summer it's probably going to be the biggest blockbuster of the summer i could easily see that happening and what i'm so happy by is that i remember ryan reynolds you know being that he is so seamless with the character of deadpool that he has come out numerous times and said that um you know one that the filming uh was underway obviously before the strike happened but even after the strike he said that they've even though they had to pause that um they were able to keep the exact same release window and date so that is amazing yeah. um i don't know how they did that because obviously everything was shut down for several weeks but right. uh, or months i should say so but i'm excited because as we all know if you saw the trailer for it if you saw the announcement for it they're bringing back Hugh Jackman's Logan aka Wolverine yes. i don't know how you can't be excited for that we all know of the right. Hugh Jackman originated the the role of Logan, aka Wolverine, uh, for live action and, and the big screen. Uh, we saw him all the way back in like what was it ninety eight or two thousand when the first X Men two thousand yeah two thousand. So I mean he's been playing Wolverine now for twenty four years, <laughs> which is amazing. And we all thought Crazy. that he he stepped away from it right after he did the film Logan. He said that he was done. He did the old man Logan storyline, which is a, a story that he had always wanted to tell. He did it. He walked away from it, you know, deuces into the the sunlight. Uh, he was done. But right. I guess Ryan Reynolds must have a way with words, not just as Wade Wilson, a.k.a. the Merc with the mouth, but also just in his personal life because he brought yeah. Hugh Jackman back. So we're going to see Wolverine in this movie. That has me super hyped. Uh, I'll see the movie just for Hugh Jackman, to be honest. Same. But it's Ryan Reynolds. It's Deadpool. Uh, this is probably one of the best characters for uh, film or TV just because he breaks the fourth wall. I think yeah. all audiences love that whole subversion, that whole idea of like he's talking directly to you, the audience member, which there's something really special about that. We don't see it too often in, in film these days. I think for some people, it might make you uncomfortable. For me, I love it. I love yeah. that he can make fun of the actor Ryan Reynolds as he is Deadpool <laughs> talking about himself, you know, shooting right. Ryan Reynolds in the head after he accepts the role for green lantern you know like it's so great so ryan reynolds is probably i don't know if you can agree with me or not gary but i think he is probably the best superhero casting that we've ever gotten is ryan reynolds as deadpool oh no i definitely agree um i'm not a ryan reynolds fan at all i think he is a good actor but he chooses the worst films to be a part of <laughs> yeah. like ripd green lantern like come on yeah but then he did Deadpool, and it's like, this was made for him. So I definitely agree. This is probably the I'll, – I'll down this hill. This is the best casting of all time. Like, they're – over Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, uh, over Ben Affleck as Batman, all of that. Like, Ryan Reynolds embodies Deadpool to the point where there's – I don't know if this ever has been proven, but – we would have never gotten that first Deadpool movie without Ryan Reynolds because yeah. they say that he leaked that trailer that he did uh, in the Deadpool suit. So, right. yeah, 
I definitely agree with that. And we know that he obviously played a very different version of Wade Wilson back when they did X-Men Origins Wolverine, which of course also starred Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Uh, but that yeah. movie, he we didn't get the traditional Deadpool. They literally yeah. found a way to take away his mouth, which like completely you know defeats the purpose of the character. Exactly. And while that was a great action movie, outside of that, comic book wise, it was terrible. Um, they weren't and really following. It was trash. Exactly. So we didn't get to see the cool Deadpool that we know. But it was amazing that Ryan Reynolds, even after that, it was announced that he was still going to be playing the character. But then it, it was kind of on hiatus for years and years and years. And yeah. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds stuck with it. He knew that he had to tell that story, that he was the only one that could tell that story. And you know what? It paid off because Deadpool was a smashing success. And the second one was even better than the first. Yeah. And I'm really excited for this one because we get to see Wolverine. Jennifer Gardner is back as Elektra. Yes, um, which you know you know her as playing Elektra in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. So we're even Damn. bringing her back. Uh, Matthew McFadden is in this, uh, which mm-hmm. those that are fans of the the show Succession, or if you're a fan of Jane Austen, he also played Mister Darcy in Pride and Prejudice. Um, but Matthew McFadden is a fantastic actor, so I can't wait to see who he plays. Um, we have Emma Corrin is is in it. Um, Marina uh, Baccarin is back as Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just a great solid cast um, Hugh Jackman though and Jennifer Garner for me are top build and I'm so excited that they're in it it is rumored that this is going to help bridge um, kind of some of the multiverses stuff that we've been talking about with the MCU that it is going to bring Deadpool into the current MCU and the sacred timeline so I'm really excited to see how they do that um, how they bring Deadpool into the MCU how they how they introduce these cameos because if we know anything from the other Deadpool movies is they always have a few really good surprising cameos in it. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. Yeah. I'm excited too. Um, I can't wait. Uh, I was, I'm a big uh, Hugh Jackman fan. You put Hugh Jackman in anything and I'm, I'm going to at least give it a chance. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, I was never a big Jennifer Garner fan, but I did like her in Daredevil. No, she's a great Electra. And I yeah. I almost forgot, but I can't forget, possibly, without mentioning that uh, Karen Sony is coming back as a Dopender. Uh, oh, yeah. And he is hilarious. And he I is lo- perfect. I love his banter with Deadpool. So really <laughs> yes. excited to see him back in the movie, too. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. All right. So. Gary, my friend, what is your number one most anticipated movie of 2024? Well, coming to no surprise, it's Deadpool 3. <laughs> like, when we were coming up with the list, the first movie, I was like, yeah, Deadpool 3 is going to be on the list. Now, I didn't know where at first, but then after going through all the movies I was going to come out, I was like, yeah, this is going to be number one. Just because, like, like I mentioned, uh, Hugh Jackman uh, and then Ryan Reynolds both playing uh, their roles of Deadpool and Wolverine, respectively. Um, and then, like you mentioned, like, after Logan, Hugh Jackman said he's done with superhero movies in general. Like he went and did he uh, he did uh, the Greatest Showman. He did the movie Bad Education. He did a lot of like stuff that he wanted to do that's just more drama wise. He also went back to Broadway, I believe, mm-hmm. and um, yep. was doing that. So it's just like he got to do what he wanted to do because he's more of a musical type uh, actor rather than an action type. But he just got famous off of Wolverine. But for Ryan Reynolds to be like, hey, best friend. <laughs> come on over here <laughs> and this to really be his last hurrah um as the character uh was phenomenal but the thing that really made me be like yes this is gonna be my number one 
like you mentioned, they're tying this into the MCU. Tom Hiddleston is going to reprise his role as Loki in this. And oh. as we know, at the end of season two, Loki is sitting uh, at the end of time, holding all the threads of the timelines. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, they say that the TVA is also supposed to be a part of this. And Mobius and Mobius, a.k.a. Owen Wilson, is supposed to show up in this as well. Perfect. So if anyone knows anything about the comics, the TVA does not like Deadpool. So that storyline in and of itself, like even if they don't follow the comics, if they just find a way to interact with Deadpool and the TVA, I'm sold. Because we get to see Owen Wilson and Ryan Reynolds playing these characters and going back and forth with the banter that they have, I'm, I promise you, I'm sold. And then we get to see uh, Tom Hiddleston reprise his role as Loki. Like even with the character growth that he's given, that's just going to be phenomenal. So I'm 10 times more excited for this than any other movie on my list. Um, and I'm really excited to really see how this story plays out. Because if the rumors are true, they're saying that this is going to really course correct the whole multiverse uh, storyline like you mentioned. And this is going to really, if they recast Kane, this is really going to put that focus back into how Kane really is that big bad. And that's going to be interesting to see. And I'm glad that you mentioned Kang. And I know we, we talked about this uh, at length, but it'll be interesting because I know fan theories are like, oh, Deadpool can just go into the Council of Kangs and kill all of them and recast, whatever. But I, I hope we don't see that. But I definitely can't wait to see, you know, Deadpool making fun of that and making fun of the TV. Yeah. And you're right. Like, I had no idea, honestly, that Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston were in it. So this could be the final time that we see Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Um, because yeah. he's done. Uh, Owen Wilson, this will maybe be the last time we see him as Mobius, although I hope not. Uh, right. But yeah, I mean, they're, like, there's no two greater actors at riffing than, I mean, maybe Jack Black, but like Owen Wilson yeah. and Ryan Reynolds are just great amazing. at riffing. It's going to be so yeah. good. I'm excited. Yeah. What's your number one? All right, so you know what time it is. Gary loves when I do that. All right. <laughs> Coming in out of my number one most anticipated movie of the year 2024. I got to go with it. You guys know I was looking forward to it last year and I missed it. It didn't come out and I was mad about it, but it was because of the strikes. So for a good cause. And that right. movie is Dune Part 2. Of course it is. The current release date, which I'm most excited for because it's literally within the next two months, is currently scheduled to release on March 1st, 2024. Uh, so a really early release. It was originally scheduled to release back in November of 2023, and then it got pushed back, and it was a whole thing. But you guys know how I feel about this. If you've you know listened for any length of time, once again, it was on my most anticipated list last year. Um, it is probably the biggest cast of the year that I've seen. Uh, it is of course directed also by my favorite film director currently, and that is Denny Villeneuve. Um, and he is developing this as a sequel and obviously telling the story from the books, but yep. just listen to this cast. We have Florence Pugh, Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Austin Butler, Zendaya, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Christopher Walken, Javier Bardem, Dave Bautista. Um, Jeez. Like, Talk about a who's who This casting. is a who's 
who casting um it is just an all-star cast um the first one was like that as well because you also had jason momoa in it and i i know he's supposed to maybe make a a cameo in like a flashback sequence in this film but truly uh, i was never a fan of the books not that i didn't like them i just never read them but as we all know dune is really what most modern sci-fi is based off of it is what star wars gets a lot of their inspiration from uh star trek as well like pretty much any sci-fi that has come out since the 60s or 70s until now uh dune that book series really kind of started it all with the inspiration so i'm really excited i loved the first film it was beautiful uh some of the best cinematography i've ever seen you guys know how i feel about that i love it uh great soundtrack um the scale of it and the scope uh denny villeneuve you know kind of started doing those those thriller suspense kind of smaller budgets but he is no stranger to scope and large action set pieces so this was great i mean the first film obviously had oscar isaac as well um he's like for like i said from a french canadian director that has really started cutting his teeth with you know some of those smaller budget films but then of course he did work with you know sicario and then eventually arrival as we know with some of those those um larger more profile a-list actors i mean he's working with almost every single a-list actor in hollywood right now (laughs) with these movies (laughs) so and he's able to tell such a great you know compelling story obviously based off the books but um i'm just so excited for this film i was really really looking forward to it last year so it is still got to be in my top list it's got to be my number one because it's also coming out first this year for me so um yeah the first one had me on the edge of my seat i was drawn to it once again visually beautiful well acted compelling story um it's i think honestly if the success of the the sequel is anything better than the first one we're going to get more because there's i believe seven or eight books something like that um so we could keep seeing the story develop and i think it has the potential of being one of the greatest modern sci-fi series that we have today so i'm i'm going to put it, put that out there as one of my hot takes but i think denny villeneuve has the chops for it and i look forward to seeing it yeah i definitely agree um uh, to me Denny Villeneuve is like if you mix Zack Snyder with uh, maybe the Russo brothers in regards to uh, storytelling and uh, uh, cinematography, because Dune, you know, you go through his list of movies that he's made. They all look really good. Um, I think the one that really stood out to me, Arrival, I absolutely love Arrival. Very beautiful film, but the storytelling and the mechanics that he uses and the the plot devices are all so intricate. And he did the exact same thing in Dune. So I would go as far as to say that Denis Villeneuve could be probably one of the best directors in Hollywood right now once this franchise is finished and probably should receive a couple of uh, awards for mm-hmm. his work on this. Agreed. And I know the first Dune was obviously nominated for a ton of you know Academy Awards. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what this film brings. Uh, obviously, you know, he's not making it just for awards, but obviously for the sake of the story and, you know, finances. Uh, but yeah, it just it's it's a great film. And I know, Gary, you've recently seen Denny Villeneuve's Prisoners, which I told you about. I did, so I did. you, you know it. how great he is as a storyteller as well. So mm-hmm. um yeah, like I, I think this is probably one of the first times, at least with this this franchise and the sequel getting ready to come out, that you're really seeing a perfect blending of both 
story and the scope of it, as well as just visual stunning action set pieces. Um, you don't get that very often to be married together. I mean, I think okay. obviously Infinity War and Endgame, I think kind of merged the two really well, but we also had, you know, what, 20 movies before that, that really yeah. built up to it. So for him to be able to do that and then the span of two films of a franchise is phenomenal. Yeah. So if you haven't seen uh, Dune Part 1, it is currently on Max. Uh, it is an HBO or a WBD property. So I mm-hmm. encourage you to see it. Uh, if you don't have Max, get it. It's worth it. Um, yeah. And yeah, so Part 2, coming soon so gary our top five lists we're excited to see them they're coming out this year hopefully everyone knock on wood uh, right. <laughs> what are your thoughts um as we said from the jump this is the year of the sequel um that might even be the title of the episode you know our most anticipated movies of 2024 the year of the sequel honestly um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really excited for all of these movies that both of us have named uh they're all on my top 10 list in some form or fashion. Uh, even a few that we may not have mentioned, but this year is going to be a really good year for movies. There's going to be another good year for TV. So I can't wait to t- uh, have that conversation next week. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be a really good year, man. We're going to be feasting. Agreed. I'm so looking forward to this, um, especially once again, coming off the heels of that actors and writers strike. Uh, the fact that we're still getting this kind of content out this year is amazing and a miracle because I know yeah. you and I, Gary, just a few months ago during the strike, we're talking about, man, is, is 2024 going to be like a really weak year? Are we going to have yeah. bad shows? Are we going to have a bunch of reality TV? Is mm-hmm. Are all of our favorite movies and our characters going to have to get pushed back again? You know, we were, we were all sweating that, right? Right. Um, but it worked out. Um, actors and writers were able to successfully uh, negotiate and bargain and get paid fairly, get their benefits. All that worked out. So everything worked out, at least for the most part, uh, in favor of actors and and, um, and writers. And then on top of that, we still get great content this year. So I think it's a win-win. Yeah, it is definitely a win-win. Uh, but we certainly want to hear what all of you think of the movies coming out in 2024, uh, whether you want to see any of the movies that Gary or I mentioned, or you have another, we would love to hear it. Uh, you can obviously Google, you know, what's coming out this year and it'll kind of come up with that really long list. Um, but definitely let us know, uh, in the reviews of the podcast, wherever you're listening, uh, follow us on IG, of course, at nerds Inc pod, um, as well as our Facebook page, which is the nerds Inc podcast. Uh, let us know though, what movie are you most excited to see in 2024? We're anxious to hear it. Yes. Next episode, we're going to be talking our top five most anticipated shows of 2024. And these can include new seasons or brand new shows of shows. So we're excited to yeah. talk about that. Definitely excited for that. But as always, everyone, I'm Skylar. And I'm Gary. And this has been another episode of the Nerds Inc. Podcast. We will see you guys next time. Hey everyone, this is Skylar with the Nerds Inc. Podcast, here to say thanks for listening. And if you're enjoying our weekly discussions, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Ask us a question, provide your thoughts on our discussions, and we may just talk about it in a future episode. Thanks.